Hello and welcome back to the Inside NBL show, our round eight preview. As always, we're brought here today by Ryan from Astute Newstead, Bonus Bank and the Standard Squeeze. I'm the Supercoach Matrix and I'm here with Hammer today. Mate, how are you, man? I'm good. Round eight already. How are we here? I don't know. Is that What's halfway through the season? We must uh, be getting there. Soon. Half, yeah. yeah, something like that. But yeah, it's ticked along nicely. It's a big weekend coming up after a, a light round last round, so I'm pretty keen to get into it. Yeah, me too. Uh, not much has been going on with me. Got this sweet Charlotte Hornets hat, so I'm just keen to. It's, uh, it's just going Very fly. nice. Yeah, yeah, the old corduroy. Um, not afraid to put it on. Um, but make sure you hit the like and subscribe button if you love my corduroy hats. Um, if you're listening on audio, hit follow. Give us a five-star review. Um, on today's show, we're going to go through breaking news. Uh, we're going to have an injury report. We're going to go through the Supercoach previews of each game, the most traded in and out, trade and captaincy thoughts, and answering your questions along the way. Our league code is 680481 for your last chance to get in and get a standard squeeze pack. Uh, the winner every week gets one of those. Um we can duck into a couple questions. Uh, not too much. I think that there's a there's a bit of love for Hawk there. Uh, Matrix is on the tinnies in the chat about 30 minutes earlier. Matty Granger's ran out of boost, so he's having a bit of a cry. Um, Adrian's keen and Rob's punk cannot wait for Hammer's relationship metaphors. Um, mate, does that mean it's time to head into some breaking news? Yeah, as long as you got your jacket. It's time for some news from around the league. Oh, yeah, you get to see back. you get to see my cactus board shorts, but here we go. <laughs> I was actually Look, hoping to see the great Northern Budgie smugglers you won on the weekend. Oh, mate, that's next week. I t- you've got to string people along. I need people to come online next week and and join us. You know, you can't just unveil yourself with your first thing. And can you believe I'm wearing this jacket and it's still about 45 fucking degrees in Queensland uh, at this time? Um, <laughs> mate, there's one real topic that I think is super coach relevant and isn't at the same time. Hawks coach, yeah. Jacob Jacomas. Has been fired, Justin Tatum, father of fourth-timer NBA All-Star Jason Tatum, has been named the interim head coach. How is that super coach relevant? Yeah, well, well, firstly, it's big news, isn't it? We've been calling for this for a couple of weeks. Jacomas has been killing our super coach teams left, right, and center. So basketball-wise, super coach-wise, it, it had to happen. Where it becomes super coach relevant is. We think back across the years, every time we've had a change of coach, they want to put their own stamp on the team. So I'm really hoping that for all of our case, for those who've held at Oldbridge, is that Tatum's a fan of the big man and that he can unlock Justin Robinson and all these guys that we're either held now or when Illawarra gets that good part at the end of the season that he'll be able to unlock them and and we can use them then. So what's this space? But uh, a change is as good as a holiday sometimes. Yeah, the worst thing about what's happening right now is Illawarra's schedule is still dog shit, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's uh, what it comes back to every single time. We talk about them. The schedule makes them irrelevant no matter how good or how bad they are. They've got So we're talking about how fast is the season going? It's round eight. They have one double game week until round 15. Yeah. They have the After that, they have the best schedule, um, but... The worst thing about the coaching change is I think that the teams will have adjusted by then, don't you? Well, and who's to say Tatum last the season? They, they put out a call to Gorge, knocked them back. Trevor Gleason's all but knocked them back. There's rumours swirling that they're after a, uh, a coach with experience and a winning pedigree in this league. Who else does that leave you? Are they going to get Joey Wright? Uh, 
I can't think of too many others. Is it Rob Beveridge? Is it Gordie McLeod? I, I'm struggling after that to name anyone who might be on their shortlist. Mate, you and I have had some pretty uh, big coaching experiences, so maybe yeah. uh, maybe maybe we could get a get a run. I seem to remember getting pumped by Rocco Zakarski once as a coach, so uh, that's great. Might have to change strategy. It wasn't real successful. Whatever we threw at the guy. Yeah, that's okay. We did we did roll out about a six two uh, center, so that was great. You can only work with what you got. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's nothing else I want to cover from the, from the breaking news there, but I suppose the big one is just watch this space on the Hawks. Let's just see where they, where they land. Um, Ulbrich is the big one that's on everybody's teams. I'm not panic trading him this week. Yeah. Me either. Um, I wish I could. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look, me too. Um, would you like to head into the injury report? I would love to head into the injury report. (laughs) <laughs> let, let us know what's up. I don't actually have anything for that one. Oh, so. Cool. Hey, look, a lot of injuries across the league at the moment. We've got the ones we know about with uh, probably most relevant Cairns, isn't it? Because everyone's getting on them. Patrick Miller, I've seen uh, Cairns uh, alluding to the fact they're going to be rolling out a full team for the first time this year. So what that's telling me is we're getting Clintman back. We're getting Patty Miller back. Good news for holders. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit later on and what it means. Uh, Delhi and Travers from Melbourne United, probably not overly relevant with their schedule. Travers is potentially back with a concussion. He apparently wanted to play last week. Delhi haven't heard. Ian Clark, we haven't heard. Shannon Scott, still a few weeks away with Brisbane. Zylan Cheatham, still working back from that foot injury. Still leaves that gap open for Mango Mathiang, which we'll probably touch on later as well. Uh, Galloway, he's a, a game-time decision, apparently. And that's about all I can think of off the top of my head. No, I like it. Um, I'm just going to head into the double the double game weeks and the double-double game weeks. Um, brought to us today by Ryan at Astute Newstead. Um, you can, you know, slide into our DMs, get an obligation-free um, free quote on your home loans. Um, he's in contact with about 40 different lenders. And as interest rates rise, you know, sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save. So, um, you know... If you can get you, if you can get you a cart in a week, uh, get in contact with Ryan, and um, yeah, you can get you get your dream home and save a few bucks along, along the way. Um, but there's four teams on the double this week. Um, New Zealand and Cairns are probably still the most relevant on the double double game weeks. Uh, Perth and Tassie are on the double game weeks, um, and I just want to look forward a little bit to round nine, um, where Adelaide and Brisbane will come back into the fold. Um, and again, with those teams that went to America, New Zealand, and Cairns as well. So yeah, and looking a little bit further than that, Matrix from round ten onwards, we should probably keep a half an eye on the Kings. They start to build into probably the better part of their schedule, mate. To be completely honest, I really just think that Adams will become the captain choice, uh, much like maybe a Cotton or somebody like that is this week for for most people coming off that. Oh, having a double game week this week. Yeah. So. so, you know, it was three, three or so rounds out from it. Just keep an eye on your budgets. Make sure you can bring in these guys when, when the time comes. Um, let's head into some previews. Let's preview the game for the week ahead. It's time for Game Talk. Mate, this is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. Use code INSIGHT15 for 15% off. They've got your four-in-ones. They've got a heap of these. I'm sitting here with my uh, my bourbon homebrew, but I'm not going uh, to get too lit tonight. Um, there's, a, there's a few games that I want to talk about, and uh, Tassie and New Zealand are the, um, are the first one on Thursday night. That's 6.30 up here in Queensland. Um, I, love, I love a double, I suppose, two games on a Thursday night because – you know what, I never have anything on on a Thursday night. So I'm going to be sitting there. I'm going to be watching everything. Um, but we all talk about this great schedule for New Zealand. Tassie aren't a really good matchup, are they? Nah. Tassie, they get you down the weeds. You play that grit and grind Jack Jumpers basketball. And traditionally, you look at the scores from both teams, they will be below average. You know, you're not going to – it's just not enough possessions the way Tassie run out the clock on offense and they – they grind out on defense. So just buy beware when you've got Tassie coming up as your opposition. Yeah, and is that big one the the center position? Like a lot of people looking at bringing in Mango this week. And it makes sense. But when you have a look at 
the way that Tazzy play, um, if it was a single game week, you wouldn't be touching Mango with the 10-foot pole, would you? No. It's more the schedule and, and the price is attractive, and, and he's coming off a bit of form. But that matchup in Tazzy, he's going to come up against Marcus Lee. He's going to come up against uh, Will Magne and Spurts. He got the, the two-headed monster. They're both defensively pretty solid. You know, yep. and Mango, look, he's been good, but let's be honest, he's limited offensively. He's not going to shake and bake too much with these guys. So if he is going to have a down week, I'm, I'm very cautious that this might be it. And look, this is Supercoach podcast, so I'm going to fast forward. We can rewind back afterwards uh, to the other New Zealand games so we can cover all the New Zealand players. They're playing Illawarra later on in the week. If anything out of Illawarra, it's been the way that their forwards and centers have been as well. When you go to look at the, um, I suppose, somebody like Mango bringing him in, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, look, Mango coming up against his old team. A lot of guys rise to the occasion. Uh, he's going to be matching up on Sam Froling, who's come off a pretty good game last week. A lot of turmoil in Illawarra. I don't know what squad's going to turn up next week. So, look, that's a game that could go either way. Like New Zealand could come and absolutely destroy them. Or maybe they're refreshed and re-energized and they come out with a little something. But, um, yeah, they're both not amazing matchups. We, we know Illawarra isn't deep at center either, so could work in his favor. So, you know what? It wouldn't be a week if we weren't talking about Parker Jackson Cartwright. Um, yeah. How do you like right. his matchup? And I'm going to go to Anthony Lamb as well. How do you like those matchups? First against Tassie and then against the Illawarra. Lamb, I like. You know, against Tassie, look, they do play team defense. You've got the health defense coming from either Magne or uh, um, what's the big fella? Lee. Lee. But he can stretch the floor. You know, he's a matchup nightmare. Do you put a center on him? Do you go with Jack McVeigh where he's probably going to bully him down in the post? It's, I like that matchup for Lamb. For Parker Jackson Cartwright, who's his matchup? The other Mighty Mouse? Like yep. that's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be up and down, but but neither of them are amazingly good defenders. Like they get the steals, but they gamble. I wouldn't say either of them are really solid. So I, I don't hate the matchup. I just hate that the pace of the game is likely going to be a lot slower. Yep. And later on, uh, 8.30 on Thursday for us Queenslanders, Perth versus Cairns. Uh, yep. Both these guys are on double game weeks, so we can sit here for a little bit and talk about it. Um, yep. Cotton, probably the obvious captain choice for me this week, especially with Parker Jackson Cartwright. We just talked about a little bit of a harder matchup. Um, yep. Yeah, look, Cotton seems to be the obvious captain choice this week, doesn't it? I think so. Like. If you're going to spend up, we always say this, if you're spending 400 k you're not doing that to put him on your bench. Like, if we want to jump ahead to captains too, like, there aren't that many options this week. You know, so I, I like Cotton as captain. I'll probably captain him. I'm 99% going to captain him. But that's an interesting matchup, Cairns and, and Perth. Both have a bit to play for, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um Aaron Miller, uh, we haven't seen him on the court together. What do you think? Mm. Well, we haven't seen them as a full squad. You've got McCall coming back into the mix too. Like, some ball-dominant guys who love the ball in their hand. I don't know if there's going to be enough rock to go around. So, I'm not bringing Miller. I'm not bringing McCall. I hold Armstrong. I'm going to be a wait and see on, on both those other two, given the good schedule. But this week, I've got enough coverage. Um, but I just saw an interesting Do you think com- this affects comment. Bobby? Ah, yeah, go on. I was just, just going to say, I just saw an interesting comment in the comments saying uh, thoughts on Gak instead of Mango. Now that's a that's a name we haven't touched on much with Cairns. What are your thoughts on that? No, no, like really, like when you're looking at Ward, when you're looking at Menenga, and look, Gak's at a juicy price at the moment. Look, maybe you could consider Gak instead of a Menenga, but when you've got Ward and you've got... Look, I don't really like Mango. I'm not bringing Mango in. I haven't been considering Mango at all. Um, I suppose you could roll the dice, but I'm more looking at the fact that I've got Ward. I'm pretty happy. I would probably look at 
It's hard. It'd be more like a Gak and Menenga conversation for me. Oh, well, let's, let's, let's put it this way. If you have your starting centre sorted, whether that's a Wardenberg, a Pinder, whoever that might be, and you're looking for your backup centre, would you look at Gak over Oldbridge or over Mango? Yeah. That backup centre position? Yeah. Honestly, I'd prefer anyone over Oldbridge right now. <laughs> so would Jacobus. Yeah. <laughs> Look, let's just hope Justin Tatum just sees that Pidgeotto hair and just goes, this yeah. is my guy. Yeah, he's going to go catch me a few Pokemons and get a couple of wins along the way. Yeah. No, um, mate. Look, we did have a chat about Bobby Clintman. We have touched on Wardenberg and Menenga. Um, but Pinder's a guy that I see pop up in the chat, and we're going to answer some questions. Maybe we'll have a bit yeah. of a question time after uh, after this game now that we've covered three games. But Pinder, is he somebody you've been looking at bringing in? He hasn't been in tremendous form. Um, no. Playing Cairns and Brisbane this week. Brisbane mm-hmm. are pretty hard to play up front too. Um, yep. What do you think of Pinder? Uh I did have a quick look at him today. The, the price is not inviting. He's, he's what about three three fifty k somewhere around that mark. It's it's restrictive, and for a guy at that price, you're bringing him in, and it's only a one week rental now. I'd, I'd want a lot more than he's probably showing. The, the yep. pros are though that Perth have shortened their rotation. Like Corey Webster played all of like four minutes last game, um, so. He'll play. Kansas is his old team. Maybe he lifts for that, but I, I just don't think I can keep wasting trades, bring one-week rentals in. Like I'd prefer yep. to get someone like a Wardenberg um, or a Mango that's at least going to be there for a couple of weeks at centre. Um, but we, we talked about last week. Centre's thin. Unless you're bringing in guys for like spot minutes, you know, this week here, bring them in for another week. Wardenberg's about the only one you can hold consistently. Because then you're not going to be up Shit's Creek if you're just bringing in one-week rentals at, at centre. Because Pinder still has a 60 break even over his two games. Yeah. He might not even reach that. You might bring him in for a week and lose cash. Yeah, and then you're going to run into problems down the line. I, I just think, and everyone's in the same boat. Like I think a lot of people are just going to park Wardenberg there. And so you can just like call that neutral. Park Wardenberg there too and try and make up ground in the other spots. It's It's... There's going to be too much work to do elsewhere on your court than worrying about centre every week. Um, are you looking at Usher or anyone like that? Look, it's really Cotton or Pinder for me from from Perth. Um, I see Sars break even has popped up a little bit. Um, mm. Is it time to get rid of him? I got rid of him before when he when he peaked in price. I just it's pissing me off. Like this guy has just jumped to the number one projected draft pick for the NBA. And he can't get in the rotation consistently. Like, what are you doing there? Like, Lamelo went, what did he go, number two or number three overall when he played? He was a walking yeah. triple-double. Giddy went at number 10, was it? Walking triple-double. These guys yeah. played. Saar is probably the most complete all-round game superstar-level player we've had in this league in so long, and then all of, what, 18 years of age, and he's playing junk minutes? Come yeah. on. Nah, look, the other one in Perth is Doolittle. Yep. Yeah, a lot of guys bought him in is last week. Is it too week. late? Is it too late? Uh, look, I'm considering it. Um, so I've got a spot. I need to fill a forward position. I've I got three candidates. We, we've probably discussed one of them to death, Mango Mathiang. Guard, uh, sorry, forward centre eligible. Works for me. Quoll, guard forward eligible. Now, he's going to have his issues with all the guys coming back. He's probably someone who's going to get squeezed a bit. Uh, and Doolittle's the third option. Now, Doolittle played, like, big minutes. It's Usher who's suffering now in this new 37 rotation. minutes. Yeah, given an overtime game. But I feel like, really, he's going to be not wanting to go away from the formula that's got him on a two- or three-game winning streak. Like, given it's going to be a one-week rental, but he's about 230K... I can see him on the bench for a week if I have to on a single, if I need to do other things. I'm not hating the idea of it. He's got a break-even of 31 over two games. I like that. And, like, even in Doolittle's worst games recently, I think that he'll cover that. Yeah. The, the only hard thing is, like, last game, I think he had 8 points, 11 rebounds. If those rebounds aren't there, he really struggles to score. 
Yeah. Uh, look, out of those, they're probably the three options to bring in a forward, and I'm probably leaning towards Doolittle and hoping he does a lot. Sounds good. Let's postpone having a bit of a chat about Adelaide and Southeast Melbourne just to answer some of these questions. Yeah. Uh, one McCall away is asking, do you have to keep rubbing it in hammer with the muscle shirts? Now I feel even worse about the mountain of Guzzi and uh, Guzzi Gomez that he just destroyed. Um, I do notice, Matrix, this is the first episode we've done where you've worn sleeves. Yeah, that's what um, that's what Maddie Murphy in the chat's about. Uh, what's with Hammer in a jersey and Matrix in a T-shirt? <laughs> Did you guys squish bodies? I actually decided to meet the requirements of my sponsorship with the Standard Squeeze for once in my life. So, uh, yeah, thank, thanks for sending the homebrew up uh, up from uh, Tassie um, Ash from Standard Squeeze. But I'm wearing your shirt for once. So Hammer's got to rock up to my house to get his shirt. I think he needs some sleeves after today. Um <laughs> Adrian's in the chat just asking, if you could pit Bullquoll or uh, Mango, uh, what are you doing? Um, probably Quoll, given the schedule, and knowing that he'll more than likely spend the majority of the weeks on my bench. Yep. Mango gives you that flexibility to move to centre, and after these two doubles, their schedule gets a bit sparse, so you can, like, he'd be an upgrade on an old bridge. But I, I just yeah. feel like Quoll is probably going to be the one who suffers from all these guys being back. That's McCall what I think. squeezes him. Miller squeezes him. Clintman needs minutes. The, those wing spots and guard spots are going to be – they're deep. Yeah, I think that Quoll – like I think McCall takes Quoll's – shots uh once they come yep. in and you know i think miller's gonna get some extra shots but he's gonna take some shots off mccall uh yeah oh look i get really worried about qual uh even though qual has a better schedule and i'm not a massive fan of mango i would go mango yep. over qual i think that you've been on to a massive winner if you've got qual and i definitely yep. wouldn't trade qual out if i if i owned him I wouldn't be starting Quoll. I'd be sitting him off my bench, but Mango would be a really good backup centre right now as somebody that has uh, your boy Ulbrich sitting there, which will get about yeah, a uh, 1.5 this week. Quoll's yeah. probably peaked, you know, like like a lot yep. of us did in high school. He's, he's hit his absolute pinnacle and it's all downhill from here, I suppose. Um, Jacko Jones in the chat just asking, would you trade Saar now instead of Ulbrich after the coach change? I think Saar's yeah. going to get you more points. Um, but Ulbrich, look, he's got a 20 break even. He's not going to hit that. Like, that. his best game, he scored 20. He's not going to hit yeah. that this week. Don't you agree? I think they've both got to go. Um, but Saar's on a double this week. It's If you're going to have to get rid of both of them, I'd get rid of Ulbrich first. Saar, you can hold on the double and do some work next week, depending on how your squad's sorted. But... Yeah, they've both got to go, but Ulbricht then Saar would be my order. The extra money does give you a little bit more next week with Saar, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and who's to say he doesn't go up? He could have a blinder. You know, stranger things have happened. Let's say Pinder gets in foul trouble and and Saar goes from 10 minutes to 20. Like He could be up, back up around that 200k mark quite easily. Um. Supercoach with Doctor, actually a popular AFL podcast. I enjoy your content too, mate. Um, but uh, thanks for popping on. Um, asking if he's crazy for passing on both Cotton and Pinder this week. I don't actually think he is. Uh, but look, it's really going to depend as to what you're doing with the extra trades, whether you're just taken, you know, I overlooked Lamb. I overlooked Doolittle to get in McVeigh last week. Uh, was I crazy for doing it? Probably because it went and bit me in the ass. Like so, I would say Cotton's the one that I'd be worried about not owning this week, wouldn't you? I'd agree. Out of those two, Cotton, I'd take Pinder. I'm not sold on. And if you got the two, and they're expensive, the two uh, Wildcats. You'd think they'd have to both go next week, which doesn't leave you much up your sleeve to play with the rest of your team unless it's already sorted. Yeah, look, but I agree. I'd be with interested you, though, Matthew. It's hard. If he's passing on uh, Cotton and Pinder, what's he doing with his moves this week? 
what's the source of his sleeves? That's what oh, I'm super interested in. Why is it Taj McCall? But uh, throw it. Throw it in. Um, yeah, look, Global just wants you to squeeze into his team hammer. So, um, look, yeah. look, I've, I've, I've played with you. You can you can count you for about six assists and about uh, eight points. So uh, I like it. <laughs> um, apparently, AJ Johnson is looking looking to get a run this week um, with the new coach. So let's see what comes out. I'm not sure I believe in that one. You know what? Um, I, don't, I don't hate that call. That's better than any toilet truth bomb we've ever had. Um, yeah, look, toilet. Also, it, you, how good's today a, been with Toilet Truth Bomb not being here? I was going to say, should we put out a missing persons report? This guy's uh, AWOL. But look, AJ Johnson, riddle me this. I know he's the next star, but Justin Tatum originally came into the Hawks as their North American scout. Surely he's got a vested interest in this next star's program and potentially somehow, and I'm just guessing here, linked with identifying talent over there. Maybe his claim to fame is that he's going to get AJ Johnson some burn and get him drafted. Maybe his minutes increase. Mate, I know nobody has looked at this for a little while, but I just looked it up. But can you tell me how much AJ Johnson is in Supercoach at the moment? God, he would have started at 115. 115. I reckon he's ooh, 70s. He is 58K. Ah. And if you're going to spend 58K, you may as well get old mate who's guard center eligible. Yeah, yeah true. But AJ Johnson might play. So that's what I'm most excited about. I, I don't hate that at all. For a, a cheapie on your bench, towards the back end of the season, if it's all over for the Hawks and they're throwing yeah. the towel in, why not give the kids some run? Yeah, I like it. I'm going to be looking forward to it. Um, we might have just uncovered that live, so uh, that's why I don't yeah. put my trade chat in until uh, until after we've had a bit of a chat, Hammer. Um, yeah. Who who would you captain between Lamb, Pinder, Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, and Crawford? And go. Ooh, a lot of options. You know what? I don't hate the look of Crawford. I also don't hate the look of uh, Doyle if you had him in there. Yeah. Look, it's obviously he's just putting up what he's got. I know that you chatted about the fact that you really like Lamb's matchups this week, but mm. I actually kind of like Crawford's matchups this week too. Yeah. Look, and with Tassie, like, I know more than likely Crawford and PJ still be matching up, but I just don't see it as a, a real head to head battle. I feel like neither of them are even going to try and guard each other. They're just going to be 100 miles an hour getting shots up. I don't think it's going to affect them. Crawford has the ability to go big, and he also has the ability to impact the stat sheet. Like, you looked at him last week. I think I had it written down here somewhere. Uh, yeah, Crawford, 17 points, six assists, three rebounds, three steals. That's, that's a pretty solid stat line. Like, even if he only scored 10 points, he's still going to get you, like, 30. Um, and he's had those games. We saw him go off for 30-odd the other week. It's, he's got a ceiling on him. You know what I really love about that statement, Hammer? Tell me. That no matter how often I send you a Google Doc, you still have your handwritten paperwork. So, uh... Mate, I'm slowly keeping up with technology. I've, I've just got <laughs> Wi-Fi in the last week, mate. Come on, give me a chance. That's, uh, that's, that's great. I, I love to see your podcast using Apple CarPlay the other day. So let's enjoy that. <laughs> um McDowell White or Bull Qual? I actually didn't expect these questions to take so long, so we might have to go through a few more uh, few more games uh, before that. But we've covered New Zealand, we've covered Cairns. McDowell White or Bull Qual for you? Uh, Bull Qual. McDowell White is he's in a funk. Has he has he dropped in price massively? Like, um, I'm just like having a. It's disappointing as how good he was meant to be and how much opportunity he was meant to have, and it's. Like, you feel like he's due, but I just, I'm not seeing it. He's been dropping about 9K a week, back to about 42K, um, a break-even of 54 over a couple games. I think he can cover it. What's um, his price? But, yeah, uh, 280. 280. That's not horrendous. That's like new import price. Yeah. Um, 
Matt, can I give you this one? Um, Mason Miller's asking, uh, would you trade Van Vliet, Turner, and Draymond for Curry, Desmond Bain, and Josh Hart? I hate Draymond. So as long as you're getting him out of your team, I'd, I'd go with whatever. Look, I actually really like getting Curry, Desmond Bain, and Josh Hart. I've got an NBA podcast afterwards, Mason. So uh, make sure that you get on and comment on that one. Um, look, I'm going to note where I am uh, with the questions. We're going to answer a couple um, a bit later on, uh, but let's get into Adelaide and Southeast Melbourne. And just what I said a little bit earlier, um, Adelaide have a single this week, uh, but they have the double next week. I don't really like adding an Adelaide player this week. I actually don't like adding an Adelaide player ever. But... Look, we can have a bit of a look this week against a really good Southeast Melbourne team and just see if there's a glimmer of hope for us to adding anyone next week, can't we? Well, you could, but it wouldn't be a good use of your time. They're trash. We've said this since the preseason, man. Come on. <laughs> it's super hard. Like, you know, we can't find a, um, a center to add. Maybe if yeah. you get Humphreys on a good game or somebody like that. But, yeah, there's not yeah. much there, is there? Look, I, I think occasionally... If you have a scent like Wardenberg's scent, that's fine. There's going to be times. Like, JLA has the odd double here and there. I'm going to be looking pretty hard to bring him in for a one-week rental as a captain option. Yep. Maybe the same you'd look at an Alan Williams if you had the cash. But it's going to be difficult unless the rest of your team's set to have that much spare cash or a downgrade option to, to work that in. So, um, yeah, that, that's something I've got in the back of my plan, so is that I will be bringing one-week rentals with JLA and, and possibly Source when they're on the double. And it's the same. Like, we're looking at – like, I'm probably – like, so I've got Source and Gary Brown on my team. Um, I've, yeah, managed to have Gary Brown on that 80 week. So so pretty yeah. happy there. I've almost held uh, Brown all year. But just with Southeast Melbourne's run – I'm just looking to get off these Southeast Melbourne players. Not super relevant. I would love if some of them drop cash so that when it comes to those double game weeks, they're a bit more affordable. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cairns versus Tassie. Uh, yeah. I know we've talked about Cairns and I know we've talked about Tassie. I suppose matchup-wise, uh, not a great matchup for Wardenbergs, your uh, your Menengas, um, you know, I, I blokes like it. that. I, I don't yeah. hate that matchup. You look at Wardenberg and Menenga, they can both absolutely stroke it from the three. They're, they're very pick-and-pop kind of centres. Marcus Lee isn't that. He's reasonably mobile, but he, he sort of plays that drops. He gets down into the, into the paint. They want to block shots at the rim. I think Wardenberg, Menenga, hitting that three, and, and Ford will probably look to be perimeter-oriented, um, it's going to open up a lot of driving lanes. So Taj McCall, if you had him, it'd probably have a big one. Full qual might be all right because Wardenberg Menenga are going to drag the bigs out away from the from the bucket. Yeah, I really like it. I didn't look at that, so I actually really like the insight there. But when I think about Will Magne on the perimeter, also, you know what? A little bit earlier, we were comparing ourselves. I'd back myself against Will Magne on the perimeter. Oh yeah. I think we'd back our 5'11 centre from the under-18 team we coach. <laughs> Look, uh, At least he wouldn't be injured out. the whole season. <laughs> shout out to the boys that are probably watching the podcast. So, um, <laughs> look, we, we – we delved in deep when it come to Cairns. Um, look, Tassie, of course, we're looking at your Crawfords. We didn't really touch on Milton Doyle. He's 310K at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. just for perspective-wise, Jack McVeigh, I have him. He's 309K at the moment. Um, wow. Milton Doyle, do you like him this week? Uh, I like Milton Doyle every week. He's just a, he's just a smooth operator, isn't he? Uh I don't hate it, and I don't hate the price either. Like, if you're thinking of bringing in someone this week, I'd put him on the, on the same par as a cotton. I'd, I'd I'd probably go him over cotton if I didn't already hold cotton. Um, I just think he impacts the score sheet so many different ways, and he, he just eases into it. And he always gets there. Like I've watched the last few weeks, and the first quarter, I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't you know bring him in. And then by the third quarter, he's already racked up thirty super coach points. Like. 
last week you had 13 points, five rebounds, eight assists, four steals. Like, it wasn't amazing to the eye, but he just accumulates. Like, he's a solid, solid super coach player. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. The old uh, bringing bringing Uncle Milton in. Let's uh, yeah. let's see what we can uh, let's see what we can work out there. Um, we're going to Saturday, and my boys Brizzy are playing against Perth. I suppose Perth are relevant this week. Brizzy are relevant next week. Um, I did notice in the chat our uh, let's call him our our producer, and he popped on the show, and he was second overall at one stage throughout the year. Brain pointed out 111 people are trading out Bannon, even though he has a minus eight break even with a double next week. Should those guys delete app? Yeah. There's 111 people entitled to their wrong opinion right there. That's just ludicrous. You're going to make cash. He'll give you a solid score on your bench. And he's on a double next week and he's startable. Like, I, I just don't get where their heads are at. It's ridiculous. You and I had a bit of a chat off air, um, not about Sobe, but about Aaron Baines. He's yep. dropped in cash. Um, mm-hmm. Look, we're talking about bringing in somebody like Mango Mathian um, for an extra 10K. What if I told you you could get ex-NBA superstar Aaron Baines? He once scored 40 playing for the Phoenix Suns um, with a break-even of 27. For 194k, what do you think? I would be very, very tempted. Now, unsubstantiated, completely could be false. I might be making this up. Don't know. But Terrell Harrison was he injured at all last game? He didn't play a lot of minutes. Baines end up playing more minutes than Harrison, or is it just that Baines is starting to work himself back to the Premier Big? I think at 190k. And Brisbane's schedule is going to start to get reasonable again soon. If you could afford to park him at your backup centre, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I don't mind it. And now that we've all generated a little bit bit of cash, 190K isn't a lot to sit there. Mm. For example, if I boosted this week, I could go Lockie Albrich to Aaron Baines, and that um, gives me a bit of a stiffy. What's the brain? Wow. I'm I'm here for it. What's the break even for um Bain? Twenty seven. Cool. He just went from six he to even, Yeah. Look, it, that's in a single game week. So he might even honestly he yeah. might be 190k next week. I reckon next week might be worthwhile. It'd be worth a look on that double. I reckon he'll drop this week. Um look. Sobi, I haven't really been looking at him for the last little bit. Sobi's been exactly what we expected this year when people are talking about, you know, you get him on those amazing runs and then people are so disappointed in him. This has been him his whole career. So I'm not, yeah, like when people have said, nah, I'm off Sobi, like I brought him in after he scored 80 in two games. He's always done that. He's always been completely hot and cold. I think Shannon Scott being away has actually hurt Sobe a bit. Yeah, it's definitely hurt the team. Like he, we spoke earlier, Scott was brought in for a reason. Sobe's not a point guard. And I think when you put the ball in his hands too much, he tries to do too much, and the turnovers creep in that score. It gets severely impacted. Now, Sobe, I think the other part of the equation is there are too many good guards this week and, and most weeks for him to really come into the the equation. Like, are you taking Sobe over Crawford? No. Over Doyle? No. Over Cotton? No. Over PJC? No. So you're probably, what, fifth string guard at best. Uh, maybe throw Paddy Miller in there and he's dropped the sixth. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's relevant right now. No, I agree with you. Um Another couple of teams that aren't that aren't very relevant at the moment, and it's going to be the last game of the round is Melbourne versus Sydney. Um, yeah. I can't wait to get on some Sydney players, but you'd be it'd be ludicrous to add them right now, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think there's there's too much work to be done elsewhere with your rosters, but we, we did touch earlier. I think it's about round ten onwards for about five or six rounds. Sydney 
probably have one of the better schedules uh, over that period. And so round 10 to 17. Let me go through round 10 to 17. 2-1, two, 2-1, one, two, one, two, two, one, two. And then we get off them and you go into a run of sim, uh, singles to get to round 20 and the end of your Supercoach comp. Yeah. So. so what we're probably looking at now is if you have two expensive guards on your court, you've got Taron Armstrong potentially as your bench guard. Can you afford to have a, say, a 290, 300K player sitting in that bench spot, which is Jalen Adams, come round 10? You can bring in and out on those doubles and singles. Or is this a guy who's playable on a single? I don't know. Like, it, I, of course, like, if a Parker Jackson Cartwright or a Milton Doyle or a Bryce Cotton are on a double, and I'm not looking at the schedule right now, yeah, I would say we're sitting Jalen Adams. But I think yeah. we've all worked really hard on this cash generation to this point. Yeah. You know, I've still got your, your Josh Bannons. I still think I'm going to make a bit of money out of a Bobby Clintman. Um, a Taron Armstrong and blokes like yeah. that on the bench. I think that might be a luxury we get. Yeah. It, probably your goal. You need to have three playable guards that you can rotate. So at least two are on doubles. Uh, and if you had a, you know, the three headed monster, you know, that was Jalen Adams. And I don't know who else was on the schedule at that point, but that's a pretty good position to be in. Look, um, the thing about, what we've been talking about per schedule the whole time, like round 12, uh, they're going to be on a double, but cotton goes on a run of singles. I don't think you can hold cotton through that period, but you might be looking at like a, a Gary Brown or somebody like that through that yeah. period. I, I think I'd prefer to play a Gary Brown on a double than a Jalen Adams on a sim single. When I have a look, like yeah. you've got your, what are we going to have? We're going to have Cairns on doubles. We're going to have Melbourne on doubles and we're going to have Southeast Melbourne on doubles. I think maybe you could just work in a Brown, maybe just sit Adams for a week and bring him back in for a double. So well, if they're the doubles, like you could possibly get a, a pairing of three of them between Jalen Adams, maybe a Paddy Miller and, and possibly yep. a Shea Ely If you had to go down to a cheaper option, like he's still serviceable. He's still sitting on my bench. Yeah. And, Good, man. He's been doing well for you. Um, Yeah, brought him in at about 210K. Got a 22 break even and sitting at 267 at the moment. Uh, with Melbourne's injury troubles, he hasn't been bad enough for me to trade out yet. So I'm just going to run with it. Yeah, why not? Still making money, still putting scores up. It's, it's a luxury. Mate, let's do you want to head into trades because that might answer yeah. some questions or maybe the most traded in and out? Or yeah, do you do want it. to just answer some questions? Uh, let's pick a few questions first. There's some good ones popping up. There's been some really good questions, so let's duck into it. Um, we've got uh, JCY, um, loving our work. Um, if you had to choose between Sa and Mango to start this week, who would you choose? Mango. Cool. It's an opportunity thing. I think Mango is without doubt the centre there. His minutes have increased since Cheatham's been out. His role's increased. We touched on it earlier. Saar is he's not getting the uh, the burn that he deserves being the projected number one pick. It's all really soft. <laughs> <laughs> Let's blame Toowoomba Local, really. Um, Williams to Lamb uh, this week for Matty Murphy. Also Norton to Doyle, holding Sarah and Clintman. Can't argue with that logic, can you? Williams to Lamb. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, Williams to Lamb, uh, Norton to Doyle. Um, yeah. Norton's kind of run his course a little bit. Um, Brisbane yeah. haven't been winning games, but he's been Norton playing all right. Still play. He'll still play as, as long as uh, Shannon Scott's out. So if you could massage him to your bench and get rid of someone else, go with that. But, yeah, love Doyle coming in, Lamb coming in for Williams. Williams has to go with that price, and Lamb's solid. Seems like Delaney's shit the bed. Another Sounds good. Uh, uh, Being proved wrong. Julian shouting out the mighty Brisbane Lions. Uh, yeah, a uh, bit disappointing. Um, I went out with the Insight Boys for the uh, AFL and the NRL Grand Final this year, so... Um, yeah, that was that was great. Brisbane lost both of them. Um, 
Who would you say is the best bench center under 168K, mate? Ooh, oh, 160K. Let me uh, let me chuck the filters. Let me chuck the filters on to center, and um and I'll help you out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel unfiltered. Um, look, Meninga has been the highest scoring bloke. You've got Gak. You've got Lockie Albrich. You've got Yuroko Zakarski. Uh, you've got Gorjok Jack. Uh, you've got uh, Dan Peniel. Uh, you've got uh, Rosetto uh, and. Uh, Majok Majok still owned by 12.9% of teams despite not scoring a point yet. Isn't that embarrassing? Yeah, look, out, out of those names, and, and you're probably not forgetting an old mate who's guard center eligible from last week. So I placed first. Um, yeah, look, Jack Andrew. Menenga, Jack Andrew. Menenga, Gak, Panoa are probably the only three there that are relevant. I think Gak's still injured. Um, Daniel Johnson, he'd be more expensive now, wouldn't he? No, yeah, he's that, outside of that it. price range. Yeah. Yeah, if I would say Menenga. Lock, lock it in, I'd go Menenga. Yeah. Uh, let me have a look around. Uh, we're having a look in. Um, Lamb or Quoll, and why is it Sam Kekovic? Yeah, Lamb without a doubt. The, the role's there. Quoll, we, we've talked about already. He's going to get impacted. He's going to get squeezed, and... Even if it's only his shot attempts, there's a bulk of his scoring right there. Um, Boogie X is actually loving Matrix with a hat, and I've got one for you, mate. That's good. Charlotte that's, Hornets that's going to be like everyone's second favorite team. Like, yeah, 90s, I know, right? Muggsy, Grandmama. Tell me, how, tell me how fucking sick that was. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just couldn't leave it. Um. We've got Matty Murphy asking if you can coach the Wildcats. You had a bit of a foray over in WA playing basketball, didn't you, mate? I did. I took a season over there. It's uh, yeah. Why not? I'll go and give JR a hand. How's that? I'd, I'd be playing Sar. <laughs> um, that's for sure. Yeah, I would be playing Sar as well. Um, Matty Granger is adding Trey Kell, so um, I'm just going to leave that there. Um, Supercoach with Doctors back in the chat looking to boost to have a massive week. Um, Albrecht, Sobe, and Sauce to Cotton, Pender, and Mango. Um, yeah, it's hard. Like, I kind of just want to have a boost up my sleeve. I know I could have a massive week, I could get rid of Lockie Albrecht this week, but it depends on like the safety net. Like, if you, you haven't used a Supercoach with yet. Doctor or me, a doctor, yeah, yeah, let's. Let's see if he's uh if he's got any boosts left. So pop in the chat, mate. Let us know how many boosts you have. If you haven't used have. a single boost, I, I'd go hard this week. But if you if you got if you're down to one left, I wouldn't touch it. I reckon if you've got three boosts left, you could use it this week on sure. that. Yeah, I don't think many people um, do. David Bryson is captaining Lamb or Parker Jackson Cartwright. You mentioned, um, I suppose matchup wise, that you preferred Lambs. Matchups, I did, but I also feel like he's he's more inconsistent. Land, uh, PJC, he at least seems to get that sort of his floor is probably twenty five. Which I mean, I captain Source last week and got a twenty eight, so it's not the end of the world. But Lamb, he'll he'll go solid. He had a forty or something the other week, but he could also have a fourteen. So I think PJC's safe, but Lamb's probably. He's a bit of an X factor. No, I like it. Uh, Brano's in the chat. Uh, thoughts on whether to trade out Source to Pinder this week uh, leaves him with three Perth players starting, or does he do Sar to Wardenberg and bench Source? I wouldn't be benching Source. That's a lot of coin to keep on your bench. How? It's a while now till until Southeast Melbourne have another double, isn't it? Like, yeah, Southeast Melbourne don't have another double until round eleven, and we're in round eight, so that's three weeks. I, I don't think there's any world in which you can hold on to Source. He has to go this week. Source to Pinder when you have Source is the obvious trade, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, do you go Source to Wardenberg, and then use your money elsewhere, shore up your forwards some other way? Yeah, I like it. Like when Source, like especially when it comes to next week and you don't have to waste a trade on Pinder to Wardenberg. Yeah. 
Well, having three Wildcats in your starting lineup, that's three guys you potentially have to get out. The, the only one that's an exception, really, is if, if you, I'm assuming the third one's Doolittle, um, you've got Bannon, you can just straight swap him. You could probably sit him there for another week. But yeah, it's a lot of guys to get out in one week. I agree. Uh, Jenneth Fernando uh, could be the best name in the chat. Um, would I pass on Cotton trade from Adams if you already have Doyle and Parker Jackson Cartwright? Yeah, you know what I could get. I could get around that Doyle and Parker Jackson Cartwright are perfectly serviceable starters, um, and I would be okay with captaining Doyle this week. I'd, I'd captain Doyle. I, I think you can if you've got those two. There's no point trying to keep a Cotton on your bench or one of those other guys on your bench if you already got them, especially when Cotton's a one week rental. Shore up other parts of your roster. PJC and Doyle, um, you know, I've got PJC and Cotton. It's, you know, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, really. That I'm not expecting a huge variation between Doyle and Cotton. No, me neither. Um, Corey Blackledge is asking thoughts on Source to Pinder and Ulbrich to New Zealand Centre. I'm presuming he means Mango. Um, no, he still means Mango. Have... <laughs> uh, still have Adams. Don't know. Unsure to get out uh, for a third. It has Soby, Adams, Parker, Jackson, Cartwright, and Armstrong. Well, oh, look, I really like Source to Pinder, and I like Ulbrich to Mango. But I wonder whether you could not go Ulbrich to Mango. Mango's matchups are pretty hard this week, and maybe mm. you could. Get one of, you know, Sobey or Adams to a guy just playing a double game week. Whether you go Cotton, whether you go Milton Doyle, somebody like that. And just, you know, you're going to be better overall. I know Oldbridge is a rage trade, but he's not mm. really hurting you on your bench, is he? Nah, look, you got options there. You got options. That was, that was incredibly deep and insightful. Thanks for that. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> Oscar St. Saint- George, is Clintman a good play this week? I would say he's a good play on your bench. Yeah, I'm going to keep him on the bench. He, at a push, you can start him, but I feel like he's not going to – a week off, new faces. I think he's probably good for maybe 20 a game. Mate, I've been chucked into the corner a little bit with like a, a McVeigh or Doolittle this round. Yeah. Um, your I'll cover, yeah, I'll cover something like that in my trade chat. But what would you do if I don't own either of them, or if I do own both of them? No, if you own both of them, and say you've got a exceptional Land. player that you're gonna you're gonna start already, and you can only mm. p- pick one of them. This is this is tough, and I wouldn't be upset either way, but. McVeigh has that really clear role. It's been there all season. Has he have not changed their starting lineup once this year? He had a little down week last weekend. He's 309K. Uh, look, McVeigh's been playing. He's having a career year. Doolittle, on the other hand, I think he had, what, 31 last game. Might have had a 30 the week before, possibly. He's in some form. He seems to be in favor. Look, I'm going to go Doolittle this week, I think. I didn't own either prior to this week, but um, I really wouldn't be upset with either. No, I like it. Um, Lamb and Pinder out, Williams and Sobey in. Um, would we go Saar or Berg to start? I'd be going Wardenberger. Yeah. Wardenberger's going to play 30 minutes, and he's. it's just the opportunity thing. If they played the same minutes, Saar for sure. Saar's just ridiculous points per minute, but... He's just not getting the minutes to show it. Mate, I've really been enjoying all these questions in, and I implore you to keep putting your questions in. We're 54 minutes in. Let's get into trade talk. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Hammer, you go first. Uh, What's your... Look, our trades are brought here today by Bonus Bank. Um... 
Our sponsor, Bonus Bank, is Australia's number one match betting website. Match betting in Australia is a profitable side hustle, taking advantage of bookmaker bonus bets and promotions to make risk-free and tax-free income every week. With the help of bonus bets, tutorials, and tools, you can start making your first profit and finding edges like enhanced odds. Bonus Bank is free to join and make your first $75. For less than $2 a day, you can upgrade to a premium account and unlock a heap of courses that cover all aspects of match betting. The best thing, if you use promo code INSIGHT, you get 25% off your first month. Um, Learn how to use bonus bets and convert them into cash easily. So use promo code INSIGHT and get your premium bonus bank account today. Sorry for cutting you off. Give me your trades. Uh, Yeah. I got rid of the source. he was my centre. I bought in Sam Wardenberg. This is a this is a long term play. This is, I'm playing the long game. Uh, and then I got rid of a guy who'd been sitting on my bench for ages. Didn't live up to expectations in Kyron Galloway. Bought in uh, Doolittle, but that's a position I've played with all week. Whether it was Doolittle, whether it was Mango, uh, whether it was can you afford else. Lamb? I've got Lamb already. Yeah. Okay. So my, my starters are looking right now is Wardenberg, Lamb, Doolittle, Cotton, Parker, Jackson, Cartwright. So what I was sort of playing with was getting rid of Williams, and I still have Gary Brown, so I've got to get rid of Southeast Melbourne players this week. And yep. I want to bring in Lamb. I think his break-even isn't too far gone with a 44. Um, look, I just want to bring him in. Uh, you mentioned his matchups were really good this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't afford Cotton, but I actually think I'm going to bring in Milton Doyle. Um, I, like I, I think he's going to be somebody that I captain this week, uh, playing against New Zealand and playing against Cairns. Um, look, my starters are going to be Parker Jackson Cartwright, uh, Lamb, McVeigh, Doyle, and Wardenberg. I'm going to run with like a Bannon and a Clintman, a Shaili and a Taron Armstrong off the bench. I've still got Oldbridge. But by going Milton Doyle, I've got all this money in the bank. Um, I could even boost Oldbridge to Baines this week. Um, I've got two boosts left. I would love to save it. I think Baines will score, say, uh, 25 or something along those lines. Do you think trading Baines in for an Oldbridge one or two is worth a boost? No. I like the trade, but I think it's next week, and I'm going to say Baines doesn't score 25 and he drops in price. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I really like it. Um Let's head into, where are we at? Let's head into some captain chat. Go oh, captain, my captain. Go oh, captain, my captain. All right, who are you captaining this week? I'm captaining Cotton. Uh, and I say Boring. every time, I don't feel like you can pay up that kind of coin and, and not captain them. But I, I just don't see another real captain option. But I, I love Doyle. That that would be my captain if I could bring him in, but I've held Cotton the last three weeks, so I'm going to have to ride him out. So I'm the same. I've got to bring somebody in on a one-week rental, and it's whether I bring in a Cotton and whether I bring in a Doyle. And you know what? I'm going to double down on the fact that I fucked up bringing McVeigh in last week instead of Anthony Lamb or Doolittle. I'm going to bring in Milton Doyle, and I'm going to captain him, and I'm going to pray and hope that Cotton can be contained this week. Oh, here's something that might make you feel a little bit better. So Cotton Please. had a 43 last week, right? Of that 43 Supercoach points, he had 37 actual points. He's not going to go off like that every week. And, and, you know, that being said, sometimes he does contribute across the rest of the stat sheet, but it was 37 points, three rebounds, two assists. That, that was it. He was just shooting yeah. that rock every time he touched it. Whereas we touched on Milton Doyle's stat line last week, and we, we possibly called it a down game, but he had 38 Supercoach points. Like, yeah, 43 versus 38, you'll take either or, but he was spread across the stat sheet. 13 points, five rebounds, eight assists, four steals, and he still had four turnovers. You, you clean that up, and he's, he's well and truly in the 40s. So I like Doyle's game when it comes to Supercoach. 
I'm I'm jealous yeah. that you've got Doyle. Yeah, look, I'm jealous that you've got Cotton. So let's see, let's okay. see how this pans out. I just I just know that he can go off at any at any given point, and I'm scared not owning Cotton. But I know a lot of a lot of the boys in the chat are in the same boat. So um, yeah, look, we can we can I suppose hate on Cotton together. I, I know you're, you're jealous of mine, and I'm jealous of yours, and. And I also know that everyone's always asking for my relationship advice. So uh, let me put it out here that it is never good to swap wives. Just okay. be happy with the one you've got. <laughs> Mate, I, I'm not going to make any comments about your wife because she was looking lovely the other day when I saw her, can I say? But uh... <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Mate, you can tell Loz I said that, but... um. Look, there's a, there's a few guys in the chat that still have three boosts left. Um, unsure to lose a third trade for Adams out or hold the boost. I just wonder whether with Sydney's draw and being on single game weeks, both this week and next week, that would be worth a boost for me. Um, yeah, and it's not so much guys dropping in cash or anything that I've used boost for. It's all been when I've got myself in a hole schedule-wise, hasn't it? That's it. Or an injury, something like that. It's, yeah. I've never used one that I've wanted to use. It's always been like last minute, pull the emergency break, isn't it? Yeah, and that's and that's my concern. Like, I'm sitting there with Albrecht. I was like, fuck, do I get in Baines? But, again, on a single game week, I think if someone was sliding into my DMs, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be advising to do that one. Let's... Let's look ahead a little bit, though. With and we've talked that the centre position is an issue. Here's a name that may be relevant in probably two weeks' time: is Jonah Bolden, Ford centre eligible. Yep. I think he had a thirty-two or something last week. What's he priced at now? Like it's still, still it's like still around that two thirty. Yeah. What, what there you go. Two thirty-nine. He. Yeah, he's gone up seven k. So he's always been in and around that that right price he's just been the thing is he's been scoring at his rate but he's also been scoring so up and down like he'll go and get a six and then he'll get a 40 that's what i hate about his game and jordan hunter being there when they need i suppose shooting they've been bringing bolden in when they need the defense they've been bringing hunter in i just wish his role was more defined it would be nice and you also got hope there now too but I'm thinking, I mean, it's expensive for a backup centre, but it wouldn't be a bad piece to have if you could afford to keep him on your bench and bring him in here and there for a forward or a, or a centre spot. Um, I, I mean, when we're bringing up Baines, bring him in at 190k, if you've got the extra 50k, Jonah Bolden's nicer than Baines. Yeah, 50k is a lot though, isn't it? 50K there, there's another is a- option. Global's just popped into the chat talking Marcus Lee is a decent cheap option. Now, we touched on this last week pretty extensively, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And I like Marcus Lee. I've liked Marcus Lee every game. And, like, this is sort of – this week is the point in which his break-even of 33 in a double game week, it's about made sense. Like, he's going yep. to – even in a bad week, he's going to score 16 and 16, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's there. The role's defined, which is sort of like that first thing you look for. And he's another one of those players. You look at him every week and you think, you know, if you only grab that one more rebound and you took that shot or you made this. Like he's he's frustratingly close to putting together a pretty solid super coach game. He's so sideways from Wardenburg, though. Yeah. You could not get any more through. sideways. Yeah, and, and no schedule. Yeah, that's that's what scares me off Marcus Lee. If Marcus Lee had Wardenberg's schedule, I would own Marcus Lee. Yeah, for sure. Like Marcus Lee in Melbourne United last year is not the same Marcus Lee in Tassie, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not. Like I know it was a different scoring system, and, and maybe it suited him more. But he was popping up for like forties and fifties. You know, and he's still only playing 20 minutes a game. He's in foul trouble half the time, but, yeah. 
Mar- Marcus Lee is extremely efficient, and that doesn't fucking matter in Supercoach. That's why we're talking about blokes like Parker Jackson Cartwright. That's why we're talking about Lambs. That's why we're talking about Cottons. Um, that's why some people still have bubbles in their team because you can just you can just jack shit and it doesn't hurt you. You just need to honestly, it's more about usage rate than it is um, yeah. actual like you know shooting percentages yeah. or anything like that. And there's a guy, like some guys have just benefited so much from the switch and, and they're the guys who are yep. inefficient. And, and the one, that, the two, probably the two that come to mind most are Sobey and Taj McCall. Now, Taj McCall, he had six turnovers last game, but you take that out, he rebounds, he's all over the place, he's active, he steals, but, you know, he can't hit the backside of a barn. And do you remember playing NBA hang time on the 64? <laughs> yes. Man, was that all cool? <laughs> that shot could have killed somebody. That's what makes <laughs> yeah, it you could, yeah, you could McCall me maybe, I reckon, on that one. So three point threat, no sweat you can bet. <laughs> Mate, if you've got nothing else to go through, we might uh we might wrap this up one up in, in around hundred and five minutes. That's that's a good knock. Impressive. One of our best. I'd love to see you do a bit more on Twitter. Um, so we can we can find me at SC underscore Matrix. Um, I'll be talking shit about every sport. Um, Hammer 32 will be in there as well. I know we've been chatting him out on the Insight Fantasy Sports page, so slide into his DMs. Make him feel welcome in there on Twitter and X. Um, I, reckon, I reckon he's about to start getting involved. So um, I'll have to open up the old advocate. Spam the shit out of him. Make sure he gets involved. And, um, yeah, look, I'm excited to see you uh, do your last-minute trade thoughts. That's good, mate. I'll, I'll get on there on the old Nokia 3315, and uh, when I'm done playing Snake, I might reply to some of you. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Um, you've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sport podcast. Good luck this Cheerio. week. Cheerio.